0: what's up cloud gamers welcome to the cloud gaming extreme channel and today we're going to be kicking off episode four of the cgx podcast now we have so much to cover on here which i think personally is going to be a good show but again i might be biased but i want to just start off by introducing the panel of this podcast so let's start with chief how are you doing today sir
1: hey not too bad. Hopefully, the guys know me if they're on this channel. But yeah, I'm Mark chief of Cloud Gaming Extreme, and thanks to Ace for putting together this fantastic show where we can argue about
2: everything cloud gaming every week.
0: <laughs> cool, cool. Holt, how you doing, sir?
2: I'm great, as always.
0: Great. great.
2: I'm I'm Holt, and you can you know I'm a cloud gaming enthusiast. And of late, I've been recording some content for YouTube, so I might be floating around for a bit longer.
0: Nice, nice. Ben, how are you doing today?
3: Uh, I'm doing great. Great. Just uh, having a good weekend. Went for a hike this morning. Played some grid last night.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. Mark, how are you, sir?
3: I'm good, thank you very
4: much. Uh, So I'm Mark uh, from YouTube. Mark, what's VLG? Uh, Cloud gaming all over the place.
0: (laughs) (laughs) How you doing today, Jerry, from Game Tech?
5: I'm doing, uh, I'm doing good. Um, took the family out for, for a nice day. It's been sunny here, so we wanted to go out to the zoo, and then I pretty much played Rogue Company for the rest of the day and yeah. started recording some videos nice. on that, so that
6: that's game. been what I'm up to.
0: That game is awesome. Sunny, how are you, sir?
6: Hey, how's it going? Uh, it's going good, man. Excited to touch on all the debates today. Should be good.
0: cool. Cool. All right, so we just want to start off by asking, what games are the people in this panel playing? So, and what platform too? So, to get started, we'll we'll go with Holtz. What what game have you been playing this week, and what what platform? So, have you been playing? I've
2: been playing on Stadia, and I've been playing Mortal Kombat 11 Aftermath. I'm a big, huge Mortal Kombat fan, but I've put off Aftermath because I didn't think there was a need. But of late, I decided I'm going to jump in, and I've been really enjoying. The sort of expansion to the game.
0: Nice, nice. Yeah, I have to go back and play that one, man. I always keep saying that, but I never do, but I will because you then it.
2: I, I had to get the collection edition, so I got all them great characters, Joker, Spawn, T eight hundred, Robocop.
5: I'm like, oh I have to play all them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. How about you, jared What you've been playing on what platform?
5: Um, yeah, mostly rogue company for the most part since I since I grabbed it up. And that's been uh GeForce Now or uh locally here. Uh, yeah. NVIDIA Shield's also been working really well to play that on the TV. So that's that's pretty much the only game I've had time to mess with this week. And it's right. another game that surprised me. I actually like it way more than I thought that I thought. Yeah, 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 for sure.
0: So what do you like about it? is I I'm gonna talk about it in a bit, but just want to know for you what do you like about it?
5: The, um it runs really well for one thing. So whether it be on my PC at 150 FPS or on GeForce now, so far it runs really good. And uh, the controls, I like. I'm very picky about first-person shooter controls, and I don't want to say they feel like Call of Duty, but I think you know what I mean when I say yeah. they're tight aiming controls. And right. I'm just demolishing people on there. So that's <laughs> any game. Any game where my aim is on, I'm happy with. So it's just it's just really fun to run around and and uh, and shoot people.
0: <laughs> nice nice how about you mark what you've been playing on what platform uh
4: so two games this week uh also jumped into Row company uh the complete opposite i was not destroying people <laughs> uh it's not my forte it was still fun to check right. out it was uh it was a good one to stream actually i, I recommend it right. uh for me it, it has a feeling that the comparison i made i squashed it into like three different games it feels like valorant it feels like uh rainbow six and I've forgotten the third. It's a, a generic uh, hero yeah. shooter. So right. um, so it's got a feel of those. Um, but yesterday and today, I've actually been playing Fall Guys from uh, Devolver. They're having uh, a technical beta weekend this weekend, and they gave uh, me and a buddy like 60 keys to give away for this weekend. So we uh, streamed that, gave away 60 keys, got 60. like an entire community involved, and that was amazing. And I just highly recommend the game as well. It's really good.
0: That's a lot of keys, man.
4: It's a lot of keys. If you like Takeshi's Castle or uh, those, those kinds of, like, The Floor is Lava, it's basically a game made out of that.
0: Nice. Cool. And, Sonny, how about you? What have you been playing? What platform?
6: Uh, I've been playing quite a few games. I've uh, been playing some Assassin's Creed on my phone with Stadia. Uh, I've played uh, some Hyperscape as well. been playing some F1. Uh, what else? I feel like they're missing a game, but yeah, I've been playing quite a few, just kind of just jumping in here and there, and then playing an indie Steam game that I'm going to be covering next week, and trying to cover that one. I can't talk about that one, but it's 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 that one's a really good game. So I've been playing. I have my hands kind of all over the place. So it's been a fun week, man. It's a good problem to have to have so many games to play.
3: Yeah, man. I've been I've been having such major game ADD this week <laughs> between <laughs> Fallen Order and uh octopath traveler and death stranding it's been mainly those three and i got into trials rising a little bit too
0: dag it's a lot of games man what platform uh, ben have you been playing those games on
3: because... uh, so octopath traveler uh, trials rising uh on stadia okay uh fallen order on shadow uh, using my razor kishi which has been awesome thanks for your nice. recommendation by the <laughs> way and awesome. then uh death stranding and geforce now on my shield
0: Dag, so you just hopping from all over <laughs> the place. I love it. I love it. How about you, Chief? What have you been playing? What platform?
1: So I've been pretty much stuck into Row Company this week, um, across various different systems. Uh, video to come on Monday, but uh, I definitely am loving the fact that that game has very little. Uh, performance requirements, should I say. I think HyperScape probably also has similar kind of requirements, but really does suffer with the high frame rates if you haven't got some high memory uh, machine there. But yeah, Rogue Company seems to work great on everything. I'm sure even my potato PC would probably run it quite well. But uh, I've also been playing a a mobile game called V4, uh, which launched this week. So my phone has not turned off, I think, for the last... (laughs) 48 hours or so because it's uh, a grind mmo so my battery is uh, feeling some pain shall i say this <laughs> this week
0: cool cool awesome yeah i've been uh, just like a lot of you guys have said here playing rogue company and that game like you guys stated as well it's a game that i had no expectations going into um but after playing it i am hooked and I think something that game does great is pretty short, it's really fast, right? So you go in, you get your quick fix, and you can just like hop hop right back off. And I love the tactical element about it. You know, some people are comparing it to uh just battle royales, like someone in our comments is like, Oh, this is like Fortnite, but it's really not. Um, it's more like Rainbow Six or SOCOM US Navy SEALs. That's that's the comparison that I'll give it. But Counter-Strike. Counter-Strike, for sure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Similar. But yeah, I've been playing that a hell lot. I I didn't expect to, again, spend that much time playing that game. But that's been my go-to game. And I've been playing on GeForce Now. Because again, with GeForce Now, you don't have to worry about your space capacity, right? You can just play it instantly without having to download it. So. Cool, man. It's really cool to see you guys gaming. And I know, you know, we can have busy lives and and all that stuff. But fitting gaming in there um, is the beauty about cloud gaming, just the portability factor and being able to play anywhere and pretty much anytime is pretty cool. So we're going to hop right into this podcast. Again, so much to talk about here. And we're going to kick it off with the xCloud news. Now, as you guys know, there's a pretty cool show. Well, I don't know. It depends who you ask if the show. I liked it, right? The Xbox Showcase show. Um, Just want to talk about that show because a lot was announced there. And something people fail to realize is that all the games announced at this show is going to be coming to Game Pass. And you guys might say, what the hell does Game Pass have to do with a cloud gaming channel? Well, Microsoft has confirmed that xCloud is going to be integrated or merged with Game Pass. So pretty much, your Game Pass library is all going to be able to be played in the cloud. So that's why, press I feel like this is a huge, huge news because over 20 plus, I think it was, games was announced at this showcase and they are all coming to Game Pass. So I just want to talk to the panel, see what you guys, what, your reaction was when it uh, comes to the show and yeah just start with you sonny what what are your thoughts on, on the?
6: wow yeah man i have a lot of thoughts on this i i thought about this a lot last night because I, I went i barely saw the showcase yesterday in full and man this is uh this is huge uh they are doing an excellent job over there they don't and i think they know it they know they don't have those exclusives like that playstation has so they're they're just putting all of this in Game Pass, and they're not really selling Xboxes. They're selling the Game Pass. Really, right. it's not the Xboxes, the the new Xbox they care about. They're trying to get people in the Xbox uh, ecosystem, which is what you should be doing. Uh, people aren't going to be interested in Xbox if they already like. If there's just some there's some fanboys who you know they like their PlayStation or their PC gamers, and the deal is just going to be so good with all these games announced that you can't ignore it, and you might as well sign up and try out some of the games that I did think looked pretty good. I actually thought the show was pretty good. And with xCloud integrating, you playing all these games with X Cloud, my goodness, the value there is just going to be absolutely insane. I mean, I, I'm thinking about this from all aspects. You have, like, the PC people. Like, you're going to be able to play PC like the PC gamers are gonna be able to hop on in this Xbox ecosystem and able to play download these games and play it on their PC, but then they can take it on the go. And all like all these different aspects of getting all like being having all these games on there and then having the ability to play them in any way that you want, including xCloud not having to download you can just try them out is just mind blowing. They are absolutely killing it in that regard. I think this is pretty much a game changer and one that's going to make it hard to ignore X cloud. And it's going to be a major player. And it's honestly, for me, it's so big personally on a personal level that it's like, I'm going to be covering all these games here pretty soon. X cloud is, is making some noise, even if it's not going to be running all that great or, or whatever we'll see. And I honestly think that they are doing an excellent job. And I, I'm just curious to see how this is going to go going forward in terms of cloud gaming are they going to, you know, put more emphasis on it right now? Or are they still kind of in that testing phase? So we'll see how it all goes. I don't want to keep going on for too long, but those are my thoughts.
0: Cool. Cool. Yeah. You said a lot. And yeah, I think it's going to be, I think most people on this panel going to cover what you just said, but I'll get back to that. But I want to know from Jerry, what are your thoughts on, on the showcase show?
5: Yeah. I mean, of course, Sunny hit perfectly on the whole game pass and X cloud and all of that happening. Uh, Microsoft's been doing a good job the past few years of re-steering where they're headed, becoming more service-based, and, and like you said, get people into the ecosystem. I mean, love them or hate them, that's what Apple does as well, right? They get they get people into the Apple ecosystem, and they make that money. And that's, that's really what they're concentrated on. Xbox Series X will do just fine, um, and I think it has a huge selling point for people who want... Next gen capabilities and can't build right now would be about $2,000 to build a PC that'll be able to do what a Series X can do. And if it's going to be $500 or less, you just buy that, hook it up to a high refresh rate monitor with a keyboard mouse and a controller, and you got yourself a ray tracing PC on the cheap. So there's another angle that they're going at with the whole console part. But then with xcloud and i don't even think it's just X Cloud mobile if i'm correct that'll be xcloud on pc as well right so even horrible pcs that couldn't even download and play an xbox game now all of a sudden you could play your xbox games right. on that laptop or that pc uh, as well besides your phone so um and adding it to game pass for the same price $14.99 a month or less if you earn points or or do things they have a, a good rewards program as well so Um, The only disappointments I had in the show were people wanted more gameplay and less CGI trailers, but everybody complains about that for every event we get. Even PS5 was almost no gameplay except for Ratchet and Clank, and they did that to show the speed of the hard drive. Sure. jump in world to world to world without loading um so not enough gameplay and they halo infinite gameplay looked good but they didn't show off the graphical part of that game it was a it was on pc not xbox series x what they showed and it didn't have ray tracing yet or anything on so they were just showcasing the gameplay so we didn't get to see what it's really gonna look like but that was really my only major complaints with the show
0: okay okay how about you Holt? so what's your take on the showcase show
2: So overall, I give it a good score. I give it 6 out of 10. I was really, you know, enjoying it with the Halo. But part of me was sitting there going, these graphics do not look polished. And then after the show, there was a few YouTubers out there that said it was a six-month-old build. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, in time, I'll let them polish the game. And I'm really hyped for it, psyched for it. And then when I seen Fable at the end, I was like, yes, finally, confirmation. And then, you know, I'm really liking Forza, but I know it's not going to come anytime soon. I wasn't really interested in the xCloud part of it. But then I saw a game called The Gunk, which really, yeah. I was like, I'm going to play it. I'm going to go around this alien world, clean up some pollution like a right, Mario Sunshine, sure, yeah. you know, and back in the day with Squirt. And I thought to myself, this is a good game, but none of the showcase made me want to buy an Xbox Series X. It didn't captivate me to say I need to run out. So I am happy to play it on shadow through the Microsoft store for all these games <laughs> going forward. I will not be go- I will not be joining the Game Pass and psych up XCloud yet.
0: Right. Okay. Mark, how about you? What's your take on this?
4: Yeah, completely agree on the uh, the Microsoft ecosystem they're building up. Um, I think in the short term financially they may take a hit in maybe less console sales. But you know they're they're willing to take that you know, it's a, a smart route to go because eventually, if you stack up an entire ecosystem and all of the options to play these games versus a PlayStation Five, that's your only option. We don't know what they're doing with PlayStation now. It's a right. good move for them to kind of come out on top. I think. Um, again, same as the other guys. I checked. I was on sort of Twitter and stuff immediately after, just checking for people's responses, kind of just looking for the the whole um, X Cloud and Game Pass like hype. Because they mentioned it a fair bit, and the only thing I saw, as we've already mentioned, is uh, the halo graphics didn't look great, did they? Right. Which no, they didn't. I actually didn't realize they were six months old. I heard a, an interview after where he said, "You know, we're not finished yet. This is just, a, you know, it's not the final build. Don't worry, but you know, holidays just around the corner, so I think right. people are worried." Right. <laughs> but um, but yeah, like literally nobody really mentioned the the X Cloud side of it, the Game Pass side of it the games you'll be getting day one yeah. for these kind of prices, instead of $60 AAA titles, just there it is day one part of your subscription. There you go. Have, have a go at it.
0: Right.
4: It's, it's kind of ridiculous. Yeah. Um, to be honest, even though they met, they kept mentioning game pass, I don't think they did a great job at explaining just what that means. If you kind of compare it to the, and I hate to, but if you compare it to the stadia event, they started off with an advert. Kind of explaining what it is. And if they chucked in something like that, maybe people wouldn't have, wouldn't have been happy with oh, this is an advert, but it would have explained the ecosystem a bit better.
0: Right. Right. Okay. Good point. And Chief, thoughts on the showcase show?
1: Yeah, so um, with Sunny, I think Xbox are moving, and I think that they are moving their kind of infrastructure to say we are selling Game Pass, we are not selling Xbox, uh, which is, I think, the smartest move that they can do. Uh, look at Uplay Plus, look at Origin Premier. Um, you know, everything is going subscription, and it's, it, if somebody's not, I wouldn't buy an Xbox game, ever, because I don't have an Xbox, and I've got no reason to ever buy one, but if I can get game pass for 15 pound a month and play that on my pc if there's a title i like i might just do it i might just keep it to see what comes next month or the month after that or i might just right. forget about it and keep paying anyway and that's where a lot of companies make a ton of money you know people sign up uh, there's a AAA title coming in two three months so they think oh, i'll sign up and i'll see what's there in the meantime and then they forget about it then maybe they'll play that AAA title for a week and then they forget about it again
4: so it's like the gym. You feel too, can- uh, <laughs> too, too guilty to cancel. yeah. Or so to
1: they I think they will make a lot more money uh, through things like the Game Pass. And xCloud, I think there's two hidden things there, right? One is it's an instant way to demo any game on Game Pass without having to sit there for two hours waiting for the damn yeah. thing to download. Yeah. Or if they're clever about it, you could be playing it while it's downloading. Mm-hmm. And then once it's downloaded, switch over to the full high-res version. So, or likewise, you could be playing it and think, oh, this is crap, cancel the download. Yeah. <laughs> play something else. So depending on how they set it up, I think it could work extremely well for them, one for the consoles and two for the PC. If they ever bring xCloud to Mac, then you know, they've got a whole other audience with Game Pass that they could really open up. But at least we've got Shadow for now. There's no reason why not, right? PS Now never did it, and I think that's because they really don't care about streaming, (laughs) full stop. But with Microsoft making that move and pretty much all Microsoft products are now available on Mac in officially supported versions, so it could be a very smart move for them to bring xCloud and Game Pass together to Macs. As far as Halo is concerned, I'm glad somebody said that was a six-month-year-old build, but It calls into two major questions for me. One, it looks like a slower, worse version of Doom Eternal. No offense, (laughs) but I think we've been spoiled. Doom Eternal came out guns blazing, swinging hard, and Halo just, you know, I was a big Halo fan back in the Xbox days, and it was fast, it was furious, it was nuts. That didn't look anything like that. And the graphics looked like it was back on an Xbox One uh an xbox even so i really hope that they do something with that there was another game that came out recently that got absolutely slated so much that they've put it back to they've put the release back date back uh to put more polish on it uh which game tech planet did a switch review on very recently crisis remastered Mm. that tanked so hard in the trailer that the uh developers kind of slunked back into their hole and thought, okay, we need to do better than this. Hmm. Uh, the can-it-run crisis then quickly turned <laughs> the other way. So I'm hoping that they've not just done the same thing with Halo Infinite and said, oh, it's tanked quick. It, w- it was an old build, let's go do better. Hmm. So either way, I'm hoping that Halo does come out a lot better than it's looking right now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple of other games that I thought were really interesting. Uh, I did feel like it was more of an Xbox Games uh, event rather than an Xbox Series X, with a lot of the games really weren't looking like they were pushing next gen. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you said, Jerry, there was some like PC gameplay rather than like Series X. Yeah. But things like Crossfire X, that looks really cool. That kind of piqued my attention. Okay. And that's one of those games that maybe I would buy Game Pass just to go and give that a go. Yeah. And uh, especially from playing Control, the medium dual reality the like split screen playing two different kind of parts of a story at the same time looked quite cool um but the graphics for one of the other games tell me why i thought kind of blew infinite out of the water and even though that's like a really story driven game the graphics just looked a ton better (laughs) it was like trying to showcase you like number one product then it's like stood up by some book (laughs) Yeah. So I think they could have done a lot better, but uh, unfortunately, I think you guys are right that it's probably the best of the events that we've had so far.
0: Yeah. Cool. 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 You said I, a lot. I, Go ahead. But... I think I, I, I
3: agree with with uh, with Chief. It's the they're selling like you know everybody said it now that they're selling game pass not xbox and i mean i walked into best buy the other day to, to buy my new shield tv and they had a huge like stand for game pass ultimate like by now like it's not like it was like overshadowing all their games like that's really what they were advertising more than anything um now it's it makes me makes me wonder if maybe they're trying to go about cloud in a roundabout way um they don't want to scare people off by saying, oh, you're not going to have physical copies anymore. So instead of saying xCloud and treating it like a, you know, the unwanted, you know, kind of stepchild kind of scenario, they're they're more treating it more like, oh, we're selling Game Pass. By the way, secretly, there's xCloud here. So you're playing in the cloud. You just don't know it. And, and maybe that's kind of what, how they're trying to get people comfortable with the idea of not having a physical copy of the game. And, you know, again, it's also going to make them more money in the long run, because if you're like the average gamer who buys, you know, like average adult gamer buying two, two maybe four games tops a year, you're, they're still making the same amount of money off from that person by having a subscription base. Uh, I, I don't know. I feel like that's kind of more what they're kind of leaning towards without right. really talking about it.
0: Right. So good good point uh ben and i just had an article up here which i want you guys to take a look at and tell me what what's your take on this coming from the verge this state xbox game pass is microsoft's true next gen xbox yeah um, i think that's
1: hit the nail yeah. on the head to be right
0: right and i again personally feel like that's kind of what you guys are saying and what we're seeing here as well. And if that's the case, I think it's a beautiful thing, you know, because again, it makes, it takes the barrier of, of gaming, like the traditional sitting home in your couch, on your couch in front of the TV and, you know, gaming with a controller, being able to play anywhere, anytime. I feel like that's where gaming is going. And the Switch is a good concept for that. And so it's pretty cool to see them take this approach. And I think people are catching on.
1: Yeah, I just want one final comment on that. If you look at the Windows Phone saga, if anybody remembers, you know, Microsoft made a phone <laughs> <Right. Yeah. laughs> once upon a time. Uh, but they recognized that they weren't the best and that the software that they made for that phone was far superior than the phone itself. So they said, hey, let's just duck out of the hardware phone market and sell our software and let everybody use it. And yeah. it's been massively successful for them, you know they just made their apps on iPhone and suddenly the Microsoft usage went through the roof again because everybody had access to it. Right. So making their games available across all platforms has just opened the floodgates for them. It's not, you must buy an Xbox to play our games anymore. It's well, you've got a PC, you've got an Xbox, you've got an internet connection with an Android device. You can play our games now.
0: Right. Um, so I'm gonna get a little techie, uh just so forgive me. Um and I'm probably gonna butcher this guy's name. But Microsoft CEO, Satya, Nintel, oh my goodness, I know I butchered his name. But when he took over Steve Bellmer, I remember him saying uh he wanted Microsoft to be a company that you know people shoes instead of you know forcing the product to down people's throat, which was the strategy. Right, Microsoft used to take like you know if you buy a a Surface uh, Book, a PC, a laptop, you have to use Microsoft Mm -hmm. Word. And he was just like, no, we want our service to speak for itself, right? And the whole thing is, as you can see, they want to limit hardware, right? They want to make Windows available for you know most things. They want to push the service out there, and if it's good then people will use it. And I think in a way that's kind of the approach that we're seeing here, right? Make Xbox available for everyone. And if the games speak them for themselves with high quality, people are going to choose to play out games. And I think that's a pretty cool approach. And let's see how it pays pays out for them going forward. As to where Sony's, still doing the whole traditional gaming with offering sexy-looking consoles and offering sexy-looking first-party exclusives to go with that console. But let's see how this works out for Microsoft, though.
1: If PlayStation don't come out swinging with a subscription service, regardless of whether it's in the cloud or not, a better version appears now. I think they're going to get left for dust here with Mm -hmm. Ubisoft, EA, and now Microsoft all coming out with solid subscription services for games they really need to look at their model i think
0: yeah
4: yeah we're going to be coming to the end of 2020 into 2021 and when you line all of these services up and start comparing them playstation now looks embarrassing yeah
0: oh my goodness they they definitely need to i think they will announce something again they haven't announced the features for the ps5 yet so hopefully they have a revealing of you know what that's going to look like and hopefully they push cloud well, now
1: you're looking like a time vision. router is uh, a hidden gem. Maybe <laughs> it gonna, really is just a cloud <laughs>
3: console. They're going to have to do something because they're having to halt production because of COVID. Now they, they can't make enough PS5s to sell. So they're going to have to, you know, I, I don't know if you guys saw that this week, that they're having to slow way down. So they're not going to be able to meet what they had.
0: Interesting. Um, I heard. Okay. I heard the opposite, but it
3: was ramping up from six to 10. Yeah. Yeah. That's not units. Million. (laughs)
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah. Maybe the article I saw was outdated, but you know, every, everybody's struggling to keep up with, you know, all the delays in manufacturing and everything. So, you know, I think I the only know. thing I've, I've seen to give
4: PlayStation now possibly some hope, and is really reading into a story, but it was something about uh, PlayStation Five demos being instantly available to try before you purchase a game. Mm. And the the only thing that leads me to believe is the only way you can instantly try a demo without downloading it is to stream it. And the only way you can be able to stream, you know, the amount of data that will be in a next gen PlayStation Five title is if they seriously improve that PlayStation Now service or whatever underlying architecture they're going to be
0: using or moving on to. Hmm. That's, that's a good point. Well, we'll see. Again, I think Sony said they are going to have one more or another presentation for the PS5. So it'll be pretty cool to see if we see some of these announcements on there. Um, so just... Anybody else have anything to say about the uh, showcase show before we move on to the next segment when it comes to xCloud?
2: I don't know what they were doing, putting Jack Black singing on Psychonauts. <laughs> I, I that thought
3: that was awesome. Cool. I can't wait to play that. That's going to be one game I'm going to play. <laughs> yeah, I'll, like, I'll yeah. wait for the soundtrack.
0: Yeah, yeah, I was like, he can sing? what? I, didn't know that. I saw
3: Psychonauts
1: and thought, Is this what the developers were using when they were developing for a Series X? But uh,
0: yeah. So the next thing I want to move since anyone else, just feel free to jump on if you don't uh, have anything else. We're going to move to the Galaxy Note 20. I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but the Note 20 is going to be branded as an Xbox phone. And It's pretty interesting because from what uh, the rumors speculate, on August 5th, there's going to be a Galaxy Note 20 Unpacked event. And Microsoft is supposed to be teaming up with Samsung to make uh, Game Pass. And this is quite interesting because this might actually, if this is true, the first time that Game Pass and xCloud are going to merge and be a product, right? This uh Sp- Phil uh, Spencer said a month ago that it's a thing that's gonna happen in the fall. But from what we're hearing, this event that's coming August 5th, that should be available, and they are going to talk about it at this event where Game Pass and Samsung are going to team up and be a product so. Just want to know, what are your thoughts, panel? Do you Is this exciting for you guys to see? Or are you guys nervous? Because, again, we're going to talk about another phone company teaming out with another um, cloud gaming service. Is this going to be, like, the next console battle to where we're getting, like, exclusives from tech companies and this game streaming companies? What are your thoughts about all of this? Let's start with Jerry
5: yeah I mean it's actually funny because it's one of the things we were just saying either last week or the week before that stadia needed to be doing with partnering up and having like six month or one year subscriptions included when you get like a new phone that supports the service and kind of grow grow people um I guess Microsoft just got there in there quicker and said you know we're we're gonna do this because you know why not, and Apple's not gonna let them do it. they don't want anything to do with Gaming on theirs. It's not theirs right now. So Samsung being their next option. So I think it's going to help get a lot more people into xCloud and and into Game Pass by doing that. They have nothing to lose uh, by so-called partnering up. It's not like it'll be exclusive. It's not like all of a sudden you won't be able to use any other services on that phone. It's just that they're going to offer some incentives um, to go that route. So I mean, no issues with that at all. Good job on Microsoft to to, to yeah. do it. And that's millions and millions of phone users that might just get their next new phone and automatically have a year of XCloud, like go for it.
0: Yeah, for sure. How about you, Holt? What do you what's he taking this? I mean, I'm
2: all up for them partnership, and I'll be really amazed if you can if XCloud can sort of hit the higher refresh rates and sort of with the HDR can sort of up it to match the OLED screen. I'll be really impressed by it. But then there's part of me that thinks with Samsung, they sort of have their phones get really hot and the battery drains. So if they can, if they want a partnership, let's hope it works well and I don't end up with a phone that looks bad graphics, overheated and drains really fast. So right. I don't want to spend that much money for the flagship phone to be disappointed. But True. I'm really happy for them partnershiping up.
0: True. Sonny, what's your take on this?
6: I mean, I don't, I don't really have a lot on this. Just, I, I think it's a good thing. It's, it's a positive thing for, uh, for XCloud. And I mean, Sam's, uh, there's just nothing to lose here. And I just don't see anybody being like, oh, I'm gonna pick this up for XCloud or anything along those lines. It's just something that's tacked on, something positive, and we'll just see. Like, uh, like Holtz was saying, does it improve by playing with the uh, the devices? Is it gonna be somehow more improved or something? So. We'll just kind of see how it goes and yeah. yeah
0: mark you yeah i
4: think it's uh it's it's good news for the cloud gaming industry essentially it's good exposure to be kind of paired with uh, a device which has got a lot of eyes it's got a lot of um you know uh, it, it carries weight in the industry already the the samsung the note devices are some of the favorites Um, I think specifically for this device, they've uh, even specifically mentioned that uh, some of the features of the Note 20 are not specially optimized, but some of the features work well in the fact that you're going to be playing games on them through xCloud, the 120 hertz screen. I reckon the... um, as they always do when they improve the phones as a fi antenna better be better for the love of God, right. If you're going to be streaming that. Um, and within the, the note devices, they've just got giant R screens, which is perfect for, for that because that is one of the things that kind of stops me from trying out these cloud or I don't turn to these, uh, cloud services through my phone a lot because I struggle to play on a smaller screen. Right. Um, but on the flip side of the great exposure, I am also concerned because we've also spent the last few weeks saying that none of us are particularly impressed with the streaming quality of Xcloud in compared in comparison to some of the other services. Right. So is a lot of eyes on it in this current state a good thing? Hmm. We'll probably have to wait and see. Right.
0: That's a good point. Well,
2: they're pushing, yeah. for the, they're pushing for the phone, but no one's really pushing for the data tariffs that go with it to play cloud services. So even if you push the phone and I've only got five gig usage, usage, xCloud's going to be useless for me after a certain time period of playing games. So the, Samsung better start working with data tariff providers to offer unlimited data to play along with this high graphic fidelity cloud streaming platform.
0: Yeah.
4: And I think as well, just uh, coming in this year, we're, we're probably going to see big delays in stuff like 5G. Maybe they thought we'd be further along by this point, which is why they confidently went with the tagline, the power to play from everywhere. Yeah. Whereas in its current state, it probably needs a little asterisk that says you need to be on a good Wi-Fi signal. <laughs> Please don't try on 4G.
0: Right, right. I bet they were planning on pushing five G with this. If you know, if this is the thing that's gonna happen, but yeah, just you're right about the delay for sure. All right, how about you, Chief? What's your take on this?
1: Uh, yeah, I'm with Sonny. You know, I couldn't care less whether it was bundled with it. I'd probably wouldn't. I'd either buy the phone because I want the phone. <laughs> it's not gonna make me want to go and buy it anymore. Okay. Um, what I will say is. You know, hopefully it's another sign for Apple to pay attention because, you know, if it wasn't for Bixby, I probably would move to Samsung um, as my next phone. I'm still debating on what my next phone's going to be because mine's getting tired now. It's an iPhone 10. So it's, what, three years old? So I am itching to upgrade. I'm not a mobile gamer. Well, I am a mobile gamer for MMORPGs, which... You know, they look great graphically, but I don't need a controller. I don't need you know it to be right up in front of my face to be able to see it. So I don't know. It's a weird one. And as others have said, do you really want eyes on Nextcloud regardless of 5G? You know, if 5G was out in the world, it, I don't think it's going to be what it's cracked up to be like. 4G was, right? 4G was supposed to be the answer to all our data problems. You tried using it on a bus, on a train, anywhere outside of your house, it's crap. And you can imagine trying to stream a 1080p 4K game. And this is the other thing that I don't get, right? Is this Samsung Note S20, is it? Um, After the current S20, which is supposed to be the best, most magnificent phone ever. So if this note has got a higher resolution, which is probably pushing 4K on a tiny screen compared to vice monitors, and you're going to be streaming a 720p XCloud, either it's going to have to have some seriously clever AI upscaling, or it's going to look like crap. And even if people are sat downstairs in their Wi-Fi next to their router, it's going to look like crap on this magnificently huge, high resolution screen. So, I, I really don't think it's the best thing that xCloud could be doing right now when they're pushing you know, the Game Pass model. That's not a way to get Game right. Pass subscribers unless they're going to suddenly come out and go, oh, we're testing the Xbox Series X hardware ahead of time, and xCloud is now powered by Series X hardware.
0: Yeah. so Go ahead, Ben. Let me hear what you have to say about this.
3: So... My biggest fear with this, so that I have the the S10 and, you know, most of the, I mean, I've been playing a lot of games on it just to test, you know, my new Kishi and everything. And the biggest complaint that I have with xCloud is not, you know, performance or anything. It's actually the aspect ratio. Uh, Because I have this, I have a decent sized screen. I mean, the S10 is not a small screen. But it gets shrunk down because the aspect ratio for xCloud doesn't fill the screen at all when every other service is fit to current formatted phones. Is
1: it
3: Uh, 4 by 3? Yeah, it's 4 by 3 is what they're showing. Um, When the, what is it, 18 by 9 is the the current standard. (laughs) Um, And it squares it off, and you lose like an inch, inch and a half off the phone that you could be filling. And when you're going to have that gorgeous Note twenty, you're gonna shrink it down because one, it's only seven twenty on the resolution with XCloud right now, but also the format, the, the of the ratio, it, it's it's not gonna look good. So they got to fix that really fast before the Note twenty comes out.
0: Hmm.
1: Can you play picture in picture, and it might look all right.
3: I uh, I don't know.
0: You should be able to. Haven't really tried, but that's a that's a good one to to look into for sure. Um, Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see if they keep xCloud where it's at right now with just, you know, only staying at 720p. My guess is they're going to make some changes and, you know, we might see an updated xCloud at this event, right, to allow it to display higher than 720p, you know, maybe push it to... I know the Note and the Samsung phones are about 2K, did not hit 4K yet, so... Just being able to take advantage of the aspect ratio like you're saying, Ben, and, you know, just display a higher um, resolution overall. My thin with this, all I'm hoping... I'm going to get this phone. I always get notes every every year. So I'm hoping <laughs> that they include one-year Game Pass Ultimate subscription. Just just give me that. That's all. Like, I, I'm not even excited about xCloud. I just after all those games that were showcased on an uh that showcase event you tell me like I can play all those games for free that's that's the way I view it right there but yeah that's all I'm more interested in just to see if we'll get like a yearly subscription to Game Pass I think it'll be ultimate I think it'll be really cool even
3: okay. if they were to offer like a 6 month trial I think anything less, you know, it might That's give me true. to upgrade my phone early and go to a note twenty. Right. I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to it, uh right. being being on a Samsung phone already. If they were to give us six months to a year of Game Pass, Game pass yeah. I would jump on that. Yeah.
1: How sure. many notes have you got, Huh? How many notes
0: have
1: you got? I Galaxy got two. notes. Two. Is two. Yeah. It's not quite as many as the controllers then. <laughs>
0: So, all right so uh... let's let's move we have so much more to cover we've been on xbox <laughs> for for quite some time now so let's move on to geforce now and man there's some stuff to talk about uh we have confirmation that Ampere, if you guys don't know what that is should be their new graphics card and it should be available for the geforce now platform which i think is flipping incredible um so I'm not too big and maybe chief you can hop in here and talk more about the importance of this but my thing is for 5 bucks a month and Mark I was watching your video sounds like it's going to stay 5 bucks for this year um being able to get RTX right we've talked about how GeForce now is the cheapest way to experience RTX at $5 a month if they add Ampere, right, being able to, to take advantage of the newest graphics card for only $5 a month, I feel like that puts GeForce now, like, on another level compared to its competitors. You know, we're still sitting here waiting for a state Gen 2. Uh, xCloud, as we all know, is going to be using Xbox One S, um, you know, service, and then, you know, next year they're talking about Series X, so This, I feel like, puts them above the competition. And I think it's pretty cool to see we're only paying $5 a month for GeForce Now. So I just want to know on the panel, what are y'all's take on this Ampere coming to the GeForce Now platform? Let's start with you, Jerry.
5: Uh, Yeah, I mean, I thought it was a great announcement. It's not that surprising. They did it when the Turing architecture came out with the 2080s and uh, the RTX series. So, And I think it took them, if I remember, four months, five months to implement that, so if we're getting the Ampere cards in September, which is when our launch is supposed to be, um, so that's what I'm looking forward to to upgrade my build here. But you're going to be looking at early 2021 for getting those into the service. Um, I'm hoping that with that, is going to come the 1440p and 4K options. Yeah. yeah. Even if it stays 60, because if you're not going to get if you're not going to get your resolution up there and maybe even your frame rate then it's it's pretty but it's not going to show off what they can do you're going to want you're going to want more options if i'm on my 1440p monitor i gotta be honest stadia does a real good job of knowing that and giving me a 1440p stream that actually looks really good on my monitor if geforce now starts doing that especially with those cards i think it's going to be pretty pretty amazing and i think they're going to be the first ones to it xbox is going to be a while yet and i think stadia is going to be longer than we think for their gen two so um if nvidia does this and they have no reason not to. They're not making money anyway. They're just going to shove these things in there and say, "Here you go, guys. You've got these." And they're going to show them off. And Nvidia can do whatever they want. And I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be pretty good. And the price, I mean, we already say it's the cheapest way to play RTX. I mean, it could become the p- cheapest way to play RTX at 4K yeah. if they do it right. So True. very interested to see what this does.
6: True. All
0: right, Sunny, what's your take on this?
6: Yeah, I mean, uh, if you can, if they can get that going in terms of getting some 4k some 1440p but i i think this is pretty pretty big and uh i think they they're they're showcasing or at least telling to the world that hey we're taking this service serious which is something that i feel like (laughs) i don't know i look at it from the outside in and i just think you know what what direction are they going what future like i i worried about their future more than other cloud services and when i heard this announcement i'm like okay they're taking this serious. They're they're investing in this and that is what I wanted to see. Right. And really them like if they're able to get like like uh Gary was saying more resolutions, all this other stuff, that's going to put them on a level and it's and it's just such a good deal as it is. 5 ducks I, I $5 I keep saying that, you know, the best if you really want to go the cheapest route in gaming right now, it's it's those Steam sales and all. Now, granted we don't get every single game on GeForce now, but I think this was a great move by them, and frankly, uh, it's 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 a game changer for them. So we'll see where it heads going forward, and see what else they pl- have planned with it. But uh, I was really excited to see this; really excited.
0: Cool, cool. Ben, what's your take on
3: this? Um, I mean, I'm excited for it. I think the with the Ampere and everything, I think it's going to look awesome. But I, I agree, it needs to have more than 1080. Um, I think they need to bump up the resolution, even if it means charging a little bit more for the founders, but we're offering a, a second tier for the higher resolution. Um, I've really appreciated how all the game or they try to get at least one or two of the of the free games every time Epic is doing free games, they try and load those in like Tacoma this week mm. um, when that loaded in. I was like, cool, it's a free game. I'm gonna get it. And sure enough, right. you know, Geforce now had it right away. So I didn't have to actually download it. I could just start, you know, testing it. I haven't played it yet, but I'm planning on it. Yeah, um, yeah I, I think it's going to be um, che- like like you guys are saying the cheapest way to get some of the best tech. Now, if only they could fix their UI, then I'd be all over it.
0: <laughs> Shots fired! All right, Mark, what's your take on this?
4: Yeah, I think it's. Uh, I think it's great news. I think it's. Uh, it will be good for Chief to be able to guarantee that he will get a decent card when he jumps into Hyperscape now. <laughs> um, right. I'm. I'm. I'm definitely interested to see what will happen with their tiers. Um, like I said, the estimate I made is that they will probably have their free tier. Um, they'll continue with the founders tier at the, the RTX 2080s. And then, yeah, I'm thinking they'll probably have something like an ultimate tier that will be on. And again, we actually don't know the specific card. I I made a bit of a a judgment call by sticking the 3080 in my thumbnail today, (laughs) but they have just said Ampere technology. So, I mean, so far we've been told there's going to be a 3080, a 3080 TI or, uh, whatever the other name, Supreme, Superior, whatever it is. Um, or it could even be, you know, they're doing some impressive stuff with the A100 server side, the, the massive, chunky players, which actually have about seven graphics cards built into them. And they can just use the the virtual uh, magic that they do to just splice them up and cut them up between uh, between players. But um, yeah, 100%, like even if they introduce a new tier and it's more expensive, as we've said, the founders tier, probably will go up at some point next year but for now it is still $499 even if they do a more expensive tier i can't see it being more than kind of $15 to be honest and that is going to be the cheapest way which you will be able to experience an rtx 3080 or the the nvidia ampere technology because i was just trying to do a quick search on people's guesstimates for the price but i mean like i said today they're not going to be cheap to buy the actual card
0: true true good point chief where's he taking this
4: yeah,
1: Sonny said, I think it's cementing what their you know, their plans and at least they're one of the servers that's actually giving us some insight into their future plans. Um as what those Ampere cards are, yeah, I think Mark, you're definitely hedging your bets on the thirty eighties becoming available. I have a funny feeling it's going to be like Hey, the RTX one's available and the 1080C D2060. So we're going to get all the low-end Ampere cards. Hopefully, they'll rotate them and get rid of the 1080C rigs, but who knows? Um, I said it before, NVIDIA aren't in it for the graphics cards anymore. They're in it for their chipsets and their technology, so force now is just a way of them showcasing their server architectures, chipsets, and everything else. So even if they didn't make money, I don't think they would particularly care. It's a showcase for them. Look at how great our technology is. And until they kind of sort out some of the other issues, as you said, the higher resolution and things like that, if they came out with a higher tier for a higher price, I think they'd just get laughed off the market. Whereas if they just kept the founder's tier and increased the price, because at the moment... They've got no way of guaranteeing what rig you've got. They need to fix that. Um, if I'm paying for a an RTX rig and I get a 1080 si- 1060 rig or 1080 rig, I would have something to say about it, especially you know, if we're supposed to be getting those higher rigs. They really need to sort that stuff out. Yeah. Higher resolution for me, I'm not particularly fussed. I've had a 1920 by 1080 monitor for about 10 years and I just buy a newer, faster, refreshing, higher contrast version of the same monitor. <laughs> um, no doubt I'll move to 440 at some point, but it's not mainstream enough for it to be worthy of me doing that and it being a second monitor to a Mac as well, that causes me other issues. So all of the streaming platforms from a Mac still aren't on par as far as I'm concerned. Um, with the PC equivalents.
5: Mm.
1: Uh, That goes to say with GeForce Now as well, Stadia, don't get me started, whatever is going on in Chrome on Mac and Stadia, don't know. I don't know where their head's at, but all of these services need to up their game across the board and keep... GeForce Now is a PC gamers world, so unless they broaden that, they're never going to be as big as the others. But it's great news, and you know, they have some really impressive uh, A cards, P cards, as Mark was saying, which are the ones that actually Shadow uses. Shadow uses the P5000s, which are GeForce cards. Uh, they've got the new A1000s, and they've got some the, the grid technology they use in their server-side systems. If they could bring that to GeForce now, I think it would be much more impressive than saying, hey, we've got an RTX 2080. Because those, one of those server cards, one equivalent of what powers the p5000s would peel over the 3080 ti supra or whatever it's going to be so they have much more power at their disposal that they're just not unleashing right now so it'll be very interesting to see where this goes
0: true true thanks for thanks for all that knowledge Chief, <laughs> appreciate it. All Sorry. right, so, no, you're, you're good. Um, so let's move into the games, right? A lot of the games was announced, which, well, I wouldn't say a lot. Nine games were announced, but it was a pretty good game. And I was honestly really surprised that we were able to get this game. Now, this is the second week in the world where we got same-day release for, I don't know if it's fair to call this, like, a triple-A title, but... The previous week, we got Dead Stranded and I think Hyperscape, right? And then this week, we get a game like Rogue Company, same day release as PC. So I think that is a pretty cool track record. I hope, right, that this is something that continues. But out of the nine games that was announced for GeForce Now, what did you guys play any? I know you guys played Rogue, but apart from Rogue, any other game? I think Ben, you mentioned Tacoma is a game that you downloaded from Epic, but haven't played yet. Are there any other games that you guys have actually played that was released for GeForce Now platform? Let's start with Jerry.
5: Ah, uh, no, Rogue Company for me since it dropped is the only one I've really been using on GeForce Now. Um, that's that's pretty much it Um okay. Couple different PCs, my phone, Nvidia Shield. So I've used it in a lot of different places, but that's the only game I've really played on GeForce Now this week.
0: Okay. How about you, Mark? Any GeForce Now action?
4: No. Um, of the other nine on the list, just taking a look through, uh, you know, it, it's another good week to get a, a day one release right. like Row Company. Um, it's another week of good news and it's not another week of, you know, we've had this and this removed from GeForce now. So that's good. But of the other ones on the list, uh, the only two that kind of catch yeah. my eye, I know steep has a big fan base, uh, yeah. and super hot mind control delete is a, another kind of big one, but, uh, right. none of the okay. others really catch cool. the what eye to be you, honest.
0: any of those other games.
3: Um, to be honest, I'm looking forward to playing Rock of Ages and oh. My Control Delete, but I'm waiting for Stadia on those. <laughs> um, I, I'd rather play them on Stadia at the moment, uh, especially since it, you know Rock of Ages is going to be a pro game, right? And it looks like uh, do, do we know confirmed if My Control Delete is going to be a pro game, or did they just say that it's coming on the first?
0: Sonny.
6: No, no okay. com- confirmation. No. Okay.
0: So we might not even get that. We might have to pay for that. might have to pay for it yep okay so all right makes sense how about you holtz
6: no
2: i've not played any of them but i'm really happy to get day one releases because it's really psyching me up for day one horizon zero dawn and destroy all humans coming so it gives me gives me a good hope for geforce now
0: yeah that's a good point that should be coming in August, right? Horizon? August the 7th. Yeah.
5: Oh,
0: dang, you have that marked down. It's already pre ordered. <laughs> <It's laughs> right.
2: no, 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 it's my birthday treat right. I'm getting.
6: So. Oh, nice. nice. He's so ready um, to go. That's yeah.
0: awesome. How about you, Sonny? Any of those nine games stick out to you that you've been playing?
6: No, I didn't get to play any of them, but I'm looking at the list here. They have some. Uh, some of these are pretty good here. I mean, Subnautica, uh, Rock of Ages 3 is a game that just got released. Uh, it looks really good. I'm looking forward to playing that one. Uh, so GeForce Now getting it is good. FTL is a fun one as well. These are some pretty excellent games here. So they have a nice little list here that they uh, they compiled for this week uh, showing up on GeForce Now. And I think it's awesome. Some good stuff here.
0: Yeah. Cool. Cool, cool. How about you, Chief? Any of those nine games you've been playing?
1: Only, uh, yeah, Rogue right Company. I piqued my interest as a, a modern-looking CSGO. It's basically the way I'm going to keep yeah. pitching that because it's pretty much an exact ripoff. Um, Super Hot Mine Control Delete, I actually got early access to that game. Um, I'm not sure whether it was meant to be or not, but because I bought it on Steam many, many years ago, I actually got an email two days before its release with the Steam code to say, here's your free version of Mine Control Delete. Nice. Uh, so I actually just installed that on Shadow and Blitz load levels. So I'm probably about halfway through that. So it looks like there's quite a lot more content on there than the original Super Hot, which is quite good. And there's some nice twists in there. So I would have held out or probably would switch over to Stadia if, one, it had uh, cross-play or cross-save, which I know it doesn't. And the fact that because it was pro game on Stadia, it's probably not going to be free. Uh, As one of the features that I was... If you haven't played Super Hot before, there's when it does the replay. You've got the ability to save it, and when it saves it, it saves it in real time. So when you play it back, it just looks like you are badass. Uh, so it's really cool when you've had a good run to be able to re- like save the recording and then share it, and you can share it online and all sorts. So to see that functionality back in the Steam version on Shadow was great. I've saved a couple, and I'll probably put a video together sometime because obviously when you're playing it and it's really slow motion, and then you see the kind of replay at the end, you think, oh, I wish I could share that. And that functionality is there, but for some reason, they didn't put it in Stadia, which I thought was a, a real missed trick, because if you can have that as part of the um, Stadia captures, that would have been fantastic. But right. I think they missed the trick there. Uh, hopefully, something will come with mind-control to meet, But uh, Otherwise, from that list, Uh, I might just claim Tacoma from Epic because it's just another free game to add to the library. Uh, My ever-growing games that I probably will never play, but I've kind of caught them just in case.
0: True, true. Yeah, I mean, Tacoma is a game. Again, it's it's pretty cool that you guys can go to Epic Games Store and just claim these games for free. Personally, I haven't played it, but it's one that I'm keeping my eye. I'm just going to claim it because, hey, why not, right? But, yeah, out of all those games, like I stated earlier, the game that I've been playing the most is Rogue Company. And, man, guys, seriously, if you guys like tactical shooters, if you guys like those Rainbow Six, those Silicon U.S. Navy SEALs, Counter Strike, like Chief has, has stated a lot on here. Check this game out, man. It's, it's really fun. And add me as a friend, too, because, hey, it's always good you know, playing with people you know. So great. All right. So we covered all the G First Now games. So I think we're done with G First Now. If I'm missing anything, let me know, panel. So we're going to move into Stadia. And I feel like we have a lot to talk about when it comes to Stadia. But. Just want to talk about, to to begin with, the ROG phone. If you you guys are not aware of what the ROG 3 phone is, it's made by Asus. But uh, the the cool thing about this phone is that it's a gaming phone, number one. It has the dopest specs when it comes to smartphone. But again, the neat thing is this is going to be coming with Stadia Pro three months free. Um, so what, what's you taking this man? Like we talked about earlier with Microsoft and the note, you've seen these companies now kind of fighting, right, to get their, um, you know, to to get merge or get the services into these these tech releases. Um, do you think this is a thing that we're going to see moving forward? Are you guys excited about this, or do you just think companies should not be, you know, doing this? It, it shouldn't be a part of like marketing. What's your take on this, man? Let's start with you, Sonny.
6: I think that it's it's not like... I, I don't know, man. I, phones are expensive, so I don't know if like they move the needle that much. But what I like here in this instance is that it's actually a gaming phone. It's marketed as a gaming phone. So mm-hmm. if you're interested in getting a gaming phone, you have this pretty much beast. I mean, if you guys haven't wow. checked this thing out, it's insane. I mean, it has... The ability to have like this two screen setup, which I like. It's got like its own controller. It looks exactly like the Nintendo Switch controller. Yeah. It plugs in. Uh I, I mean this thing I now it's kind of funny that it has like this extremely high refresh rate considering Stadia doesn't, doesn't go past sixty. <laughs> 60 yeah. But I mean, either way, like it, I, I, it's, it's really impressive. Like once again, though, it's kind of the same thing from earlier. Though I don't, I don't think it makes much of a difference for the, for specifically, we're talking like the Spady, uh, sorry, the Spady, the Stadia fans and the people who like Stadia. I don't think they're gonna go. Oh well, let me grab this phone now to go play some Stadia on this phone. I mean, if you're really dedicated and you're wanting like a full mobile insane setup this is the phone to go to and this like i said to me makes a bit more sense because this is a gaming phone and so i think this to me was cool uh it's it's cool to see and i think going forward stuff like this is is positive and i hope to see this stuff branch out more in terms of other phones and kind of seeing the cool stuff that they're doing specifically with this phone so We'll see how it goes here. We'll see if anybody like I, I made a video and talked about it. I, I want to see what people do when they're playing Stadia, setting this up and how it looks and all the little cool gadgets and things that I have for this. And I think it's going to be really neat. But I don't think, again, it doesn't move much of a needle in any way, any direction. So,
0: right. How about you, Holtz? So what's your take on this? I
2: think it's great, often three months for free, but like Sonny just said, it's a gaming mobile, so people are going to go that way and go, I'm just going to download and take, because it can handle the storage, and just going to take their mobile on the go and play games that way. So they're not they're not going to entice many cloud people to play because they're going to be too focused on, well, I've got a gaming mobile. Just exactly why people who've got gaming PCs don't play cloud. They've got the hardware and they don't see any use for it.
0: Yeah, yeah. All right, Ben. You, what's he taking this, man?
3: I mean, looking at the specs here, I mean, the the, the refresh rate, there, it's it's cool, but <laughs> what supports it right now? That's the, that's the problem. I mean, yeah. if it were me, I would go in and manually turn it down if they have the option. Yeah. Because it's going to eat up that six thousand milliamp battery, yep. and your gaming session isn't going to last more than an hour. It's just yep. going to kill it. Yep. Um, if you turn it down to a reasonable rate or whatever it is that Stadia will stream at, you know, it'll you'll be able to have a much longer gaming session. Um, I don't know. That's just been my, my experience with phones. You you turn you turn up that refresh rate, and it, it ends up people end up not using it because it just destroys your battery life, right? Um, yeah. Other than that, I mean, everything else on that phone just looks fantastic. the The screen size, the six point five nine inches. I mean, that that'll that'll be big enough to to work on, to be able to play games. Um, the the RAM on it is going to be able to handle it smoothly. I think those are more important than the refresh rate, which is what they're going after right now.
0: Yeah, man. If you guys haven't checked out the spec for this phone, it's a beast. Like. Ben was saying here, it's a 6.6-inch display. Again, I think they're pushing 144. Like, why? Yeah. Anyway, uh, Snapdragon 865, 16 gig. geez 512 gig of storage, 16 gig of It's, it's insane. 6,000 mAh battery. It's a beast. It's a beast. So, like Sonny was saying, this is the ultimate gaming phone. And again, pretty cool accessories for it. And if this is something you guys are interested, take a look at it. But I want to hear from you, Chief. What's your take on this, man?
1: I'm surprised that their phones are still going. Um There was another extreme gaming phone a year or two ago by a major gaming company that you might have heard of, the Razer phone.
0: Maybe razor, yeah,
1: uh, which flopped harder than uh, Microsoft Windows Phone. But um, I think the the play, big players out there have got similar, or if not better, all round specs. So I really don't get this kind of market for a gaming phone because I think the market for a gaming mobile gaming in general is just so small right as i said i if i play mobile games they're either mobile optimized fps like modern warfare mobile or a mobile mmorpg and these games drain battery my phone has to be plugged in i can literally watch my battery do this while the game is running and if it's unplugged it's not going to last more than an hour or two and if you're doing that on 4G or 5G, it's going to go a hell of a lot faster <laughs> because using mobile data also canes battery. Now, it doesn't matter whether you're gaming at the time or not, just the fact that you're, you know, sit outside on your 4G and stream a video and watch what happens to your battery compared to whether you're on Wi-Fi. I just don't get it. And that's one of the things that I just don't understand with these super high-end phones. When you try to use it as a phone, your battery still just going to, Drain because it's a, uh, like, as you said, 144 hertz. How is that going to help me scrolling through my internet and YouTube feeds? It's just, yeah, it's yeah. not a phone for me. And the fact that it comes with three months stadia like X Cloud with uh, the not other phone,
0: no, 20, no, 20.
1: It's not going to be, I'm going to buy it because of that. It's like, oh, it's cool that it's got that. But if I'm going right. to buy that phone, I'm
5: going to buy that phone anyway.
0: Yeah, true. All right, let's hear from you, Jared. What's he taking this?
5: Yeah, everybody's touching on the same thing. It's such a niche market when it comes to a gaming phone. Um, the thing outspecs a lot of people's PCs that I know. I mean, it's it's pre- it's pretty insane. It's a lot more than you're going to need. Everybody's saying the same thing. It is going to kill your battery. You're, you'll you'll. There's cases you'll be lucky to get that hour that you're talking yeah. about. <laughs> um, it's it's not going to be a big seller. There's a reason why phones like and I used to sell phones many years ago as well. Um, there's a reason why phones like this are not going to sell the tens of millions of phones that Apple and Samsung will sell. It's just a niche market, just like the Razer. They probably sold a couple of hundred. That's an exaggeration, but <laughs> it's just not going to be a big seller. It'll be fun for some people, and then the service they're given with it, Stadia. It's good for Stadia to. To be attached to anything that's going to get sold to up the player base. But there again, you're throwing a service on there that has nothing to do with the specs of that phone. So the connection to 5g or whatever it's going to have better be freaking insane. And show that off if you're going to give a cloud gaming service with it, and the 144 hertz is going to mean nothing as well with microsoft going with the note it's more like okay you are not going to buy the note to get game pass yeah (laughs) people are going to buy the note anyway Anyway. regardless of what you're giving with it but then they're going to look and say wait a minute i can play xbox you know i don't even like xbox but i'll go check it out and that's just the kind of thing that gets the ball rolling there's going to be millions of those out there so it's just it's not going to be great like all of a sudden millions of players are going to be on stadia now because of this phone but there's nothing wrong with pushing it out there but it's not going to it's I don't want to say it's just going to be another flop, but it's just going to be another niche phone. And we'll be talking about another one a year from now.
0: Right. So it's pretty interesting that you mentioned uh, that uh, Jerry, because I don't know if you guys watch your average or the average consumer, but he's a YouTuber and they actually sent him this phone to review. And, you know, his whole thing is he was covering it. He got to the part where he actually tested out stadium. He's like, oh shoot, like this works. But my thing is, like, the Asus rg 3 phone is not, <laughs> like, I, I feel like Samsung got the better end of the deal, kind of like what you were saying, Jerry. People are going to buy the notes anyway. Google partnered up with Asus. I mean, unless this phone sells well it, in another country, but I know in the U.S. it doesn't. So in a way, it's, it's I mean, they gave it to him, so he tested It's like, oh, shoot, this works. But I feel like if Google was smart, they would have chosen, like, a a more popular, um, you know, cell phone brand to go with instead of Asus. But, hey, I guess we'll we'll get what we will get. But, Mark, I want to hear from you. What's what's your take on this?
4: I mean, on that point, I guess the first service who uh, can work out a deal with Apple is going to be the (laughs) winner, right? (laughs) Um,
0: Exactly, right?
4: But I fit that. there's actually a fantastic point, uh, Jerry, that I didn't really think of before is that, you know, you're advertising these fantastic specs on this phone. As you said, some of these actually outplay a lot of people's actual desktop PCs at the moment. And then you're pairing it with a service where they're actively saying the point of this service is that you don't need good yeah. specs, it, it runs <laughs> elsewhere.
5: Exactly. So sort of, there's a
4: little bit of a mismatch there. I 100% agree, and I, I hadn't actually thought of that before. So that was actually really interesting. Yeah.
2: Um,
4: I did I did find it interesting that it was announced the same week as the xcloud note 20 thing in my mind i like to imagine what happens behind the scenes with these things but I'm like oh samson's gonna announce it this week we've got to push it go 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 yeah <laughs> yeah um the yeah. thing that stadia has done that we don't know with the note 20 uh samson do is stadia has said the phone comes with three months stadia pro we don't know what is coming with the note 20 is it a month trial is it six months is it a year so Stadia's played their hands it kind of puts it in you know in microsoft's uh, court now to say okay well we have the opportunity to opportunity to one up them so it'd be interesting right. to see what what happens when that gets announced right um i think we've already kind of touched like basically our stadia players the right market for a very expensive gaming phone like this right. are people who are using stadia doing it because it's a cheaper alternative to owning consoles and stuff so maybe they don't have the finances for a thousand dollar fifteen hundred dollar phone like this so uh, the question really comes down to like uh is it a uh, stadia for Stadia players to get the ROG phone, or is it for the ROG fans and the gaming expensive phone market to try Stadia?
5: Hmm.
3: hmm. I, like I completely that. agree with that. Yeah. I think sorry, Real on. quick with the uh, the the Note, I think they're de- they're definitely going to have the better deal, and I can see you know them pushing the Note 20 now, and then come holiday season when all these new games are coming out
6: they're oh. gonna be like oh
3: cool by the way you can play yeah. on your s10 and your s20 and all these other phones play away and then people are going to oh. come in and buy all those other phones that don't want to spend all the money on the oh. note 20 yeah. and it's going to drive up their holiday sales and also at the same time drive up game pass
0: wow didn't even think about that but yeah i mean that imagine like advertise that like let's say I don't know what Game Pass game is going to come in the fall. This is going to be a blockbuster. But just being like, you know, you can play this on your phone. Again, being branded the Xbox phone. Um, yeah, that's a good adver- You know, marketing and advertising strategy for sure.
2: Well, let's open this partnership. When you actually open the app, it activates these three months. Because a lot of people are going to, if it, you just give a code, a lot of people are going to sell these codes on eBay.
0: You
2: yeah. <laughs> keep the cost sure. of the phone.
0: Yeah, yeah. So true. So true. So this is great because it leads perfectly to the next segment that I do want to talk about. And 925 Google just discovered that um, there's going to be a new update to Google Stadia called 2.26. And this is going to bring some pretty interesting and cool features that I've been crying about for the longest time. Right. So microphone support. Yes, give me that on mobile, like today. Play on your, your mobile data. That is going to be another one. And then family share. Guys, I can't... These are the features that I've been screaming about for the, because I play a lot of my games on mobile. So to me, this is really exciting. And I hope that this actually becomes a reality but i just want to talk to the panel and see what are your thoughts on these discoveries man are you guys excited i know some people don't play in your mobile but for those of you who do what's your take on this let's start with sunny
6: yeah so for me when i when i looked at this news uh the thing that stuck out to me without a doubt was the mobile part i mean the microphone is cool Uh, And that's one of those just added extra benefits. Family sharing is something that's just needed. It should have been here by now, if I'm just being honest. So I don't want to give, I don't want to give Stadia like a a thumbs up. Hey, good job, guys. No, it's like, it should have been, it should have been happening long, long time ago. Uh, But the biggest thing that I took away from that was the mobile data and what they possibly could plan with that. And it looks like they found the, where it could cut the, the hours, I'm sorry, the gigs per hour, almost in half, essentially And when I saw that, I thought, okay, so how are they doing that? How are they going to do that? First off, that by itself is good. But if they're doing it with, you know, maybe a lower resolution or something along those lines, just so you can actually play with just your 4G and you're able to play something stable, that to me was like, that's that's a bit of a game changer. And just the sense of now, uh, anybody who wants to try out a a brand new AAA title that comes out and you just want to give it a shot there on Stadia, and maybe or just pro or if there's demos or something now they can just hop in and they can play something stable and they can play a huge game with this and to me that's that stood out to me because i'm like because when you think about who who's stadia advertising to i mean who are they they're not getting playstation people they're not getting xbox they i think they're looking to try and tap into that mobile market not yeah. just here but in other countries yeah. other countries mobile gaming is massive it's huge it's they're only way that they really game they don't buy consoles so not so much maybe for us over here a lot of people when you when you ask them how do they play stadia it's it's not through their phones it's through you know the the chromecast ultra it's through a laptop but i think they're thinking broader they're not thinking so much about you know the current they're thinking about people who are going to getting access to this and if this ends up launching and they have it to where it's going to be stable gameplay on just your phone your phone data, then that is, like I said, is huge, and I think it's going to make some waves down the line. And it might not be something we see immediate, uh, as long as you know they keep opening up more countries. But I think it's it's big, big news. And if they can get this going, they can get stable gameplay going, even if it's at 480. I think that'll be really cool. Not necessarily for us over here, all of us hardcore gamers. We don't want to see our game in 480. We don't want to play on small screens. I know I get that segment, but there's a whole different segment, and that's who they're tapping into, and that kind of excites me personally.
0: Yeah, good point. Good. So my personal experience with playing uh, cloud gaming GeForce Now on the mobile data has been crap. I'll just be honest with you; just does not run well. But I feel like if Google can optimize this, you know, to run well on your data, I feel like you were saying, "Son, yes, this definitely can be a game changer for sure." But just want to know for you, Holtz, what's your take on this, man?
2: I like all the features, but just give me family sharing ASAP. Yeah, exactly. I, I, yeah. I am set up. I've been set up. I'm part yeah. of Play Movies yeah. with the family six members. I'm part of the YouTube premium, um, premium six members. I've got my six members all set up. and I, I've created six yeah. Family Stadia accounts. We've all got two months. We all had our £10 discounts, which I used, and I'm ready just to link them all into one account, and I can just tick to this, tick to this, Oh, you can't play that, you're a kid, and I just want to have access to it and share my whole library.
0: You are ready to go with I,
2: <laughs> Listen, you, Them them six sets of ten pound vouchers. I've got three right. games and I'm I, I've got all the accounts on one Chromecast. Everyone's already got an account to use for, you know, play movies and YouTube and they're just ready just to click that button and play family share. so I need it A S A P for me. <laughs> and the awesome. mic the microphone is good and the mobile data is good as well but that's the main feature ever once right.
0: right it's pretty interesting i don't know if you guys were aware of this but when stadia officially released right there was a uh, microphone support because again i play a lot of my stadia on my mobile and they removed it so again i i think it's interesting that they removed it and they bring it back i wonder if it hadn't been to do with like some security because It picked up my microphone without me um, just enabling it so like people can hear my wife talking and some playing games so I wonder like if it was a security issue but again, it's pretty cool to see them bring it back but Jerry what's your take on this news.
5: Yeah, um, family sharing is something we've been talking a lot about here because I think especially the way that they they market Stadia, and I don't want to say it's a lot of kid-friendly stuff, but there are a lot with kid-friendly and all that. Nothing wrong with that. Nintendo does really well with that. But doing family sharing and then having the option to choose who can play what and, and look at each account as the controller of the account. That's really good. Um, Apple does some stuff like that with their family accounts uh, with being able to go in and share everything. So that's really cool. Xbox has been doing it for a long time where everyone can log into one Xbox and play any games you bought. They don't have to buy them. Not quite as extensive as choosing who can play what, I don't think. But definitely on that, I'm more excited about the mobile, about the data thing. Because if you're going to have a service like Stadia or GeForce Now and you're saying you can play it anywhere, you need to be able to play it anywhere. Um, And I think the answer, and I don't know if this is what they're going to come up with or not, the answer is not just resolution per se um, to cut down that data rate. What they need to do is build upscaling in their apps and use the power of the phone that you have in your hand because all of our phones are so powerful anyway at this point to do all of the upscaling. So if they are giving you a 480 or a 720 or whatever and they're doing better on the data side, give you that smooth stream. but could give you some really good AI upscaling right in the app just built in for that service. NVIDIA Shield does some of the most amazing yeah. AI upscaling that I've yeah. seen on a 4K TV yeah. uh, with a 1080p GeForce now. I'm like looking at it on my Samsung 4K TV and it almost looks freaking 4K. Um, so built in upscaling in these apps is going to help tremendously if they do that for the data thing. And I'd be more that's what I'm most excited to see what mm. they're into with that.
0: Mm. Cool. How about you, Mark? Is taking this?
4: So I think they're all great features. They're all things that people have been shouting out for probably since day one. I've honestly, my true feeling on this is the way is the way people wanted to find out about this through an APK breakdown from nine to five Google. Bearing in mind, we are just two weeks out from a poorly received Stadia Connect. The fact that people are finding this in the APK already means that we're probably going to get them a week, maybe two weeks from now. So it wouldn't have been a bad shout to say these things are coming. They don't have to say they're available right now but they're right. pre- they were pretty much ready to go right. at the time of that connect, And that would have been a much better message to receive than that connect. other than, you know, they, they said a lot about
3: click to play.
4: And I don't think that was the move.
0: <laughs> yeah. Ben, ben, what's your take?
3: I mean, I'm excited for these features. I think Family Share is going to be awesome. Um, personally, since I picked up the Shield, um, having that microphone support with the app, mm. having the parties thing going on that would make the gaming experience a lot better. Um, kind of give it a test try before they roll out the official app support to Android TVs, which, you know, I think that's right around the corner too. So this right. would just be a good way to prep for that.
0: Right. Cool. And Chief, you, what's your take on this?
1: Uh family sharing, long way over you. Um, there's some features that, you know, have been parking on about for a long time that I think, I'm with Mark, you know, I think the Asus phone as well, the marketing team at Google, I think they're just in the wrong place. You know, hey, have have a state-of-the-art PC to stream Stadia on. It's not really the, uh, the right route to go. And these APK breakdowns have been quite accurate in the past. So, I don't know why Google haven't recognized that that's going to happen and got ahead of it. and with Mark, they should have said something in the Connect, even if they don't say it at the Connect. I said to you last week, let's hope that Holtz is right. Let's hope that they're going to announce some nice cool stuff on the community announcement on the Tuesday if they didn't do it in the Connect. yeah, and what do we get right. Yeah. And then two days later, an APK breakdown comes out saying that all this nice, cool stuff's coming. It's like, what is going on? They really need to sort out this communication. They should have right. learned by now. It's been the same issue and the same things being talked about by the community and content creators week after week after week. They just need to learn and get their messaging right now, I think.
2: No, I've learned. Right. If I want the news, I go to Community Blog. <laughs> That's where I go. I've, well, I've learned.
1: the APK breakdown from 9 to 5 Google, right? That's where we get news yeah so uh, mobile data as I said is if they can do something with a compression to make it more stable fantastic but even my 4G connection you know walking down the road can be unstable when I'm just browsing the internet or listening to music or anything like that so mobile data I think for me in general has to come a long way for any cloud service to kind of make or break on it And everybody pinning their hopes on 5G I think is just a really bad move, (laughs) really setting everybody up to fail because they did that with 4G and 4G is still not everywhere and it's still not as stable as it's supposed to be. And with mobile data, I pay for 20 gig now on 4G. How much is a 5G data plan going to be? Uh, Am I going to pay 60, 80 pound a month for a 5G data plan to want to be then... Yeah.
2: Sim only, Sim only. I'm not shouting them out. Sim only, foe the phone, 15 pounds a month, for limited 4G. <laughs> uh, <usage laughs> you start streaming, <laughs> <laughs> so they might suddenly throttle you. So, uh,
1: I take a lot of these data plan stuff with a pinch of salt. I've been through many, many contracts and stuff in my time. There's no such thing as unlimited, it's a lie. So, uh, you get what you pay for on any of these services. So, I I don't think mobile gaming or data plans are going to be at the point where we can truly be. I think wide-area Wi-Fi is probably going to be you know, the way mobile gaming will go in future. But yeah. Hopefully, this marks a, a turning point for Stadia. They've been very consistent in their updates, and it's great to see that they are right. releasing those features week after week after week. But Please... Google, somebody listen and sort your messaging out. Get ahead of things like APK breakdowns.
0: Yeah, now I agree, man. The, the messaging from the get-go, from the launch, you guys saw the launch stream on Sunny's uh, cloud gaming channel, man. It, it was a disaster straight from launch, and I, I feel like they still haven't sorted out the the messaging part of things but yeah i like you guys have said in the on the panel i do feel like this can be a good thing for stadia right just being able to play your stadia anywhere with your mobile dad i feel like it's a good thing Hosts like you were saying family sharing is it's a beautiful most people do it. i mean with the playstation you can do it with xbox you can do it so it's a matter of it's, a, it's about time we we'll get it for stadia and my, again, I can't stress the importance of just being able to talk with a microphone, Bluetooth headset, even when you game in on the mobile. So all these things I feel like are good things, and I think you guys all hit it. Um, well, go ahead.
2: My concern is with the microphone is that mm. when we play Stadia games that mm. have cross-play, there's no in-game chat. And then usually the people that are playing on Xbox and PlayStation, they've got built-in support, and you'll oh. still, you still won't be able to talk to them. That's because true. there's no in-game chat
0: oh man that's a great point didn't so unless really unless
2: the yeah. unless to somehow stadia can sort of say can we tie in with xbox live psn now chat it ain't going you're not going to speak to many are
0: right you? right no that's a great point holds oh, great point yeah i didn't even think of that but yeah hopefully they can sort that out i don't know how they will um but yeah that's that's huge actually um all right so we're going to move into other we looking at the time we're kind of close, but let's talk about these three games that was announced this week. man, just again, it's the way Stadia communicates drives me absolutely insane. Like people were anyway, three games that come into Stadia this week. They just dropped this bomb randomly, right? So the game's a super hot mind control. you guys have heard us talk about this um, earlier. I think it was available for GeForce Now. The other game is Sniper Elite 4. Um, pretty decent game if you guys haven't played that yet. And the last game is Strange Brigade. Now, this game, I don't know what the hell this game is about. But when they were showcasing the trailer, it looks like it was reviewed pretty well by a lot of gaming inside. So now this game has my attention. But just want to know with you guys in the panel, what's your take on these three games? <laughs> do you guys feel like this these are the games like Stadium needs right now, or do you do you feel like it's just a good add on to to the platform? What's your take? Let's start with Jerry. Yeah,
5: um, super hot, super hot. Mind Control Delete was I was actually a little bit more excited for it until I heard Marchief talking about it, and I didn't realize about the record and share feature. Um, that you're using, I guess, on Steam to re- to record the the replays of your game and be able to post them. And I wasn't aware that that was going to be something that you couldn't do on stadia so i'm kind of like okay it's missing a really big feature of the game that a lot of people do like to use um especially playing a game like that they kind of like to show that stuff off so that's kind of disappointing but at the same time it's still going to be a great game for them to grab Strange brigade i didn't play but yes it is a well-reviewed game i know a lot of people that have played it that that absolutely love that game and uh for me I'm marks Knight. More excited, more excited about Sniper Elite 4 because I played every Sniper Elite game and I really liked 3 and 4 and I'll probably grab that and try it out on Stadia for sure.
0: Cool. Mark, what's he taking this?
5: Uh, I think, again,
4: slightly older title, Sniper Elite 4. I was just trying to f- remember when that came out. Strange Brigade, again. They're not brand new games coming day one to Stadia. And again, they... Uh, pretty sure we didn't hear a lot of these i'm gonna go back to the connect yeah. uh, statement before we're only two weeks away from it, it would have been yeah. good to include them in the connect and they were nowhere to be found and then they just go sil- silently into the community post yeah. where would it not have been better to showcase as much as you could in something like the connect which you had a lot of eyes on
6: right yeah. Let me let me let me come in next because that's <laughs> actually yeah. that something I wanted to talk about. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I had some some debates on this one because people were like, "Well, why wasn't this at the connect?" And I I disagree that it really should have been at the. It, it's fine if it would have been at the connect, but not with their own trailers. And that and that sentiment I understand. If it was like something like, "Oh, hey guys, we have all these other titles coming," and they're right. like kind of like this fill in, and it would have been something nice and quick, not like their own full blown trailers. I would have been fine, but. You guys know what the narrative would have been if these would have been their own trailers, <laughs> guys. What's all these older boards doing here? It's like nobody wants to see all these old games. Where are yeah. the new games? Like yeah. that's exactly, and they would have gotten killed even worse. <laughs> that was then the new they were movie, all yeah, exactly exactly. That is exactly the narrative that would have went out. So when I saw these titles and, and some people were, and it wasn't just Mark. There's a bunch of people who were like, hey, this should be this should be here because I saw this in other places too. They should have been at the Connect. I, I was like, no, I, I think they're solid titles. I'm actually. Uh, Looking forward to playing Strange Brigade. I've looked at it a bit, and it looks it looks fun. I'm surprised I never heard of it. And, and the name, it says Strange Brigade. And I'm like, this is strange that I've never even heard of this thing. So uh, it was cool to see that. And then uh, Sniper released an excellent game. Um, but I think these are just great titles that are... Or good titles, I should say, that are just going to continue to fill the library. And I think they're actually doing a good job continuing to fill the library in between all these big games. Because we are getting a lot of big games here in the next five, six months on Stadia. Yeah. So... Um, good solid titles. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with Super Hot Mind Control Delete. I think it would be really neat if they decide to give that one free uh, alongside all, right. all the pro users who have the original uh, claimed. I don't see that happening, but I see. I think it would be some goodwill if they did it. I don't see it happening though. But uh, all three solid titles, especially since I played Sniper Elite Four, covered it quite heavily uh, last year, and it's a good solid game. So these were good gets. I do disagree, though. I don't think it should have been at the Connect, unless it was something quick, like, hey, we're filling out the library with all these other great games. Check it out, you know? Yep.
0: Good point. Holtz, what's your take on these?
2: More the merrier. but the older games that I won't play, I'm not interested. But I know my friend, who is a really, you know, he's really happy for Sniper Elite. So type of games. So if I can show them Stadia and say, look, you can play this instantly on the Chrome browser, whatever you want, maybe I can get my friends on board it. Mm. So, games for everyone.
0: Yeah, yeah. How about you Ben? What's your take?
3: Um, I mean, I'm probably most excited for, you know, my Control Lead I already mentioned that earlier. The other ones, I haven't really seen much about them to be honest, so... Uh, sounds like everybody's interested in Sniper Elite and and uh, Strange Brigade. So, I'll probably you know if if they go pro in a month or two, I might give them give them a shot. <laughs> but I've, I've got so many games to play right now that it's just uh, my my, li- my personal library of cloud gaming is a little full. Dude, right you now. have a
0: lot of games playing with a lot of different platforms, man? <laughs> this is crazy. All How about you, Chief? What's he taking this?
1: Yeah, same. Unless it comes to Pro, I'm probably not going to play them to be honest. I think I've exhausted Death Stranding already. Uh, It's only so much uh, Amazon Extreme Delivery service I can take. But um, uh, Mind Control Delete, I probably end up will continue on uh, Shadow, because if there's no way to record those bits, and if it's not on Pro, I'm not going to buy it again. I've got it free, so I'm not going to want to buy it on Stadia, so it's a shame, because the fact that Superhot landed on Stadia, meant I actually went and completed it, because it was so easy to pick back up and play Um, but as, you know, that feature missing, I think, as I said, is a missed trick for them, so I'm really hoping that they've plugged that gap with Mind Control Delete, or maybe they're just playing on the fact that people using Stadia don't know that that feature's there, therefore they're not missing it, so it'll be interesting to see what they do with it Uh, but Unless they come to Pro, unfortunately. Same as Ben, I've got so many games right now and there's some really big titles coming. So I'm pretty much trying to clear my decks of uh, what games I want to get through quickly or at least do videos and stuff for before they land because I think what my gaming library is and what I'll be playing for the next few weeks or months is probably going to change drastically. Uh, So we'll have to wait and see.
0: Okay, cool. So let's move into sales, right? Because again, there's a lot of sales going on right now for Stadium. I'm not gonna list them all, but I'm just gonna point some some that caught my attention. Uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey for 20 bucks, right? Mothercom 11 for 25 bucks. NBA 2K is in sale again. I can't count how many times this game has gone on sale for 25 bucks, and the Crew 2 for 15 trial uh rising for 10 again um so just want to know with the sales are y'all excited about, about these sales or are you I, guys just like whatever with these Go ahead. i, I
6: can't how many times i've not recommended people to pick up 2k at yeah. this point i <laughs> like every video i don't even know what else to say anymore it's like guys i hate this game yeah. uh don't buy it don't care what the sale is, unless it's two ninety nine. Then yeah. that's a great sale. Then yeah. go ahead. Then at that point, I recommend it. At that point, but yeah. uh, there's they're based they're basic sales. I mean, I cover these sales every week. There's right. there's really nothing uh, that stood out here. Let me go through the sales real quick. Yeah, I mean nothing. Just good solid sales. I mean, there's the narrative that you know you buy games or, or you have to buy a game on state is going to be more expensive than everywhere else. Not really. These sales are all competitive. Right. Good. Um. And yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. So any body else in the pen. we're just gonna quickly yeah
2: i I own these i own these games before on other consoles but because i'm psyching up ready for the family share i added from last week it's the wholesale dragon ball z xenoverse mortal kombat aftermath and the crew 2 and i'm happy to have them in my library to get ready to share for family share okay
0: there you go. They, I think this is a good thing. If you are planning like family share, right? Buying these games and being able to share it with your family now that they are in sale. because again, you know, like when family share becomes available, these sales might have been gone. So, um, yeah, it's not a bad idea to get them now when in sales so you can share it with your family. It's a really good point. Anyone else on the panel pick any of these games up, or are you excited for any of these sales? I mean uh,
4: I think uh, I think I mentioned last week that a big chunk of the list is actually yeah. just Dragon Ball Z <laughs> yeah. DLC characters, which doesn't impress me, but uh, as well as uh, I think, again, it might go back to the the marketing thing that we've just touched on so many times now that they may be misusing the sale. You, you kind of want, when Stadia do a sale, it becomes an event and it's a big thing, um, kind of, you know, Steam summer sale. Everyone looks forward to that. You don't want them every other week doing a generic sale where they take 5% off of a game. It's not a huge difference. It's not going to draw a lot of attention. So they just end up fading into the background and, you know, Oh, Stadia is having another sale uh, it's probably the same as the other week i maybe won't check it out
0: hmm. yeah it's it's so like the other way Go
1: people ahead. just think i'm not gonna buy the game it's gonna be on sale in a month yeah or two, so i'll just buy it when it's
0: right i was gonna say it's so common now the sales that when there's another sale people like what the hell is happening because they just run these sales so much. Like, when not a, a Stadia Pro sale, people are just like, all right, Stadia's about time. So, in a way, I think we kind of talked about this before in the last part. They are, with with the amount of free Pro games that they're giving us, they're kind of shooting themselves in the foot with all these sales that they are having on the more. I mean, it's good for the consumers, but, again, when you don't offer them, people like, guys, Stadia dropping the ball here. But, you yeah, can't complain, though. I'll take this it. War-
2: there's one game that's been, you know, since the platform's been out for nine months, and that's Attack on Titan two, and yes! it hasn't been on sale. <laughs> and I keep, I keep on seeing Assassin's Creed, the Crew two, all these other games keep on coming in at the same sale again and again and again. I'm like, well, where's my games? I want my I games going on sale, please. I would love here.
1: to see some stats on that. I would. That's one of those games that I would love to try and just play. But I'm not going to pay fifty quid for it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, it I mean, does
1: look like, really
2: interesting.
0: Drop, drop to
2: twenty five, and I'll pay for it.
0: Yeah, drop yeah, it. Uh, I mean, deep. go ahead, Ben.
3: I w- I was pretty upset because I I was waiting for a good you know what two or three months since Octopath Traveler came out. I was waiting for that to go on sale, and it never did. Finally, I bought it, and then literally right after my return period went up on it. Sale. <laughs> I'm like, really?
2: It's, it's only, it's only like, it's oh like
5: seven dollars off, right? It's, it's only a
3: fifth it's, still, off, it? it's, it's money that I spent. that and I right. waited a couple more weeks. <laughs> it would have been cheaper. No, I did pick up Trials Rising into Division Two with this last round of sales, though.
0: Yeah, Dragon Ball Z right now. I don't know if it's still in sale, but for ten bucks, man, that's a pretty. I mean, I'm not too big in the game, but that's a pretty good sale that I feel like stands out. It's almost like the 2K 299 in UK, man. That was the well,
2: sale. Dragon Z Universe with a 10 pound voucher. I got I wanted stages to have a basket. So I can because it was only eight pounds over here. And I was that stingy. I wanted the free skin <laughs> to add to the basket and just check out <laughs> the whole ten pounds, but they never give me the option.
0: Oh that's good. That's funny. That's funny. All right. So just one more stating news. Uh and I don't know if we should cover this, but let's talk about it, I guess. This is Sonny's favorite game in the world. So just to do justice, we are going to cover it. So Crater is having this seasonal event.
6: Like, oh. What? What favorite game? What is he talking about? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I get it.
0: So Crater is having this seasonal event that starts July 22nd. So what's he take on this, guys? It's, it's, they call it like a summer summer sports event pretty much they're gonna add like a i think i saw a, a volleyball court a basketball court and you should be able to you know play sports now is this something that excites you guys or y'all are just drained out with the whole creative fiasco going on right now what's your take on this panel Start no I,
2: I i i welcome it because okay. even though something i can't figure nothing for the summer now but if they bring out like olympics season items and you make your own game based on track and field or, or for olympic games i'm happy and also if they brought like holiday themes like sort of like snowman bowling or something like this all them themes for the seasons i think it's a great thing to come up with
0: okay okay how about you, Sonny? You really want to hear what you have to say.
4: I'm waiting to hear from Sonny.
6: <laughs> all I all I think about is how much they hate me over there, and how much they're going to hate me even more if I talk about Krata. Um, but man, they they don't like me. But either way, um, uh, I I think it's a good thing. I mean, I think it's a good thing. I I don't know what to say, man. I I called this title out so many months ago. It just I don't. It's a good it's a good little game. It's a good little game, but I just don't see the appeal uh, from the outside. And these little events are good. They need to find a way to get people back in there because it is a ghost town over there. There's nothing that's really populated over there. You pretty much have to set something up prior I feel bad because you can tell they have they put some love into the game, but man, uh, great, cool, cool events. We'll see if they look fun. They look kind of interesting. They, look, they think there's is there a soccer one already in there? You guys football, whatever you guys call it. Is, yeah, it's it, kind of like
0: Rocket League a little bit. It's, it's not okay. That fun. It's not that fun. Just being, okay.
6: See, that's what I was wondering because I'm like, well, that's kind of what you can base what you might see with the rest of this stuff. So yeah. if it's not that fun, then oh boy, all right, that's it. <laughs> yeah.
0: So in the in the way with Crate, I I. Again, kudos to the dev, I, again, to support the channel by hooking us up. But I do have to say the issue with that game, just realistically, is the the it's the mechanism is kind of broken. I mean, the shooting is not the best. The running does not feel that great. So games that are under ends up not being as fun to play just because... I personally again devs don't hate me for saying this just i've heard the community talk about this too i feel like you guys need to update the whole system this might sound impossible to do but i feel like one of the reasons you see all these shooting games and none of them are fun to play that should tell you something about your engine anyway that's all i have to say about crit i don't want to you know, beat these devs up on this podcast, but I just think that this system and the mechanism just is not great, and that's the issue I feel like people are running running with in this game. but what's your take on this? Just curious to hear Jerry, what you have to say about this still
5: i um, I haven't been a big fan of of Krato, but also just like with spore back in the day, I don't have time for some of the really fun stuff that you would get into with that. But also for me, I've played a lot of betas in my time. And this game does feel a lot like a beta. beta. And it feels like it came out earlier than they wanted it to, to showcase state share, because it was the only game they were going to have to show that feature. So it just felt like everything was a little early. Like you said, if they update it later on and and continue to fix a lot of the bugs, actually make the shooting and running around and different things you can do feel good, um, the game could have a possible future community. The other problem is Stadia only has such a size player base to begin with. So you're not pulling from tens of millions of people right. to try to get into the game. So it, it, it's really hard for them to build a big base, but having uh, seasonal events is great. Uh, why not? And that may, may help in the long run rocket league and many others do it. I love seasonal events and games that I love. It doesn't mean that games for me, but it's definitely good to do. I hope they continue to support the game and keep it going for a long time, but they need a lot more, a lot more players uh, to do it and they need to update the game and make it feel less beta and more like a polished game um, that you can enjoy. So
0: true okay
3: they, they need to show some crater <laughs> <laughs> in good. how That's they approach <laughs> this
0: mark anything you want to add to that have you do you play crater
4: no i i jumped in once to try chief's hell of a game <laughs> <laughs> uh i've had no incentive to jump back in to be honest i've seen the different game modes that are available none of them overly impressed me overall opinion of it is i think it's it hasn't had the same impact i get what they're going for but it hasn't had the same impact as dreams for playstation has had oh, for example man. and that's right. making big moves that's going uh, vr this week Are so they're trying th- yeah they're transcending oh, wow. their original you know vision of it and taking it into a whole other genre of gaming now which is amazing so they're doing extremely well but they've got the platform there to to sell it to there's just not right. enough people to you know to get behind this one
5: Right. We need people.
6: That's that's exactly right. Like that's the thing that I thought months ago. I'm just like we have this is a platform that doesn't have people online. It's how is this going to work? Yeah. And then you come out and the shooting is just a little off and all these other little mechanics. And it's like, like huh? Like what? Like this had no chance. Um, I really hope that these like seasonal events bring some people back and maybe in that time they're able to clean some stuff up. But I feel bad and I'm curious. Does anyone know what they're doing with the whole they're paying creators money every month? Are they still doing that? Like that's insane. If they're paying who's playing the who's what's
1: that? It's a huge prize fund this month, actually. Uh, I forgot how much it is, but yeah, it's quite a few thousand for each winner. I think top prize is like ten or twenty thousand dollars.
0: I wonder I'm curious to see what game wins that because that game better like shine. (laughs) I haven't oh, seen one game on there that's like, oh shoot, this is like. I think the prize money is ten to twenty thousand. I yeah. I hope the game they choose is like it better be worth ten twenty freaking thousand dollars. Man. So,
2: so are we gonna do a react video to the the crater winners? <laughs> <of> the games. Maybe <laughs> <I think laughs> we'll the football game. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Crazy. Um,
1: I'd just like to say that, crater has probably done more for the stadium community than any of the other games or publishers put together. Uh, So kudos to them for really trying to push not only their own platform, but what Stadia can do. Unfortunately, yeah, I do kind of agree with Sunny. It's a limited platform already, and it needed the kind of Roblox crowd really to kind of push it. Again, going back to the Kinect, they need family sharing. If family sharing was there prior to Crater, that probably would have drawn so many people. And maybe that's why um, other creators suddenly started covering stuff on YouTube. Maybe Family Sharing was supposed to be here by now because some very annoying YouTuber who covered Stadia and that game specifically just this week is the right target market for Family Share, but it's Mm. missing. And I think that's a huge mess for Stadia and their marketing team. Again, why was that not delayed? Why did they not delay that coverage until family sharing was there? That would have been a massive push because right now that target audience is looking at Stadia going, "Uh, Mom, Dad, can you sign me up to Google and sort my account out so I can get And they're like, ah, screw that. So That's a big missed opportunity. But Creator does have the prize fund. What you can also use is it's a hidden insight into the stadia community base because they actually have counters play camps now Uh, they weren't working on the original launch but they are working now and some of those games have over three thousand plays in like a few days or weeks so they are getting the usage from somewhere the way the hubs work is a little bit off i think it's like 20 players per hub so if you do get chucked into a new hub it does look like a, a wasteland but they did like the community events and stuff. So I think they are really pushing the community for um, a sign kind of engagement and to try and bring people together into the games. I think Sadie's got this problem across all games in general. Most games are a ghost town. I think there's just too many games and without crossplay, it's just not going to happen. So I'm hoping that these sort of events do push it. But what I have seen is there seems to be more creators than players. And I think that's the other you know, putting up this prize fund. Nobody's playing. Everybody's trying yeah. to create a game
0: right.
1: for that $10,000, right? Right. You're not going to want to be in there playing other people's games when you're trying to build the best game. So I think the timing is probably still a bit off. Again, they need to bring in those younger players to play this sort of game. And I think that might be where they're heading. So hopefully it will all come together. But I think they did miss the trek by next not getting family sharing in that before Crater's launch.
0: True, true. Hey, again, their marketing team and PR, again, have to be on the same page. And, yeah, they missed that opportunity to include family sharing with Crater. All right, so we are kind of close on time. And I just want to be honest when I say this, and Mark, jump in if uh, I'm missing something. But when it comes to the shadow news this week, fellas, I have nothing to report on. Um, we are talking, I can say this, we are talking to some people in the shadows. So hopefully um, we can get some news to share with you guys on this podcast. But as far as I know right now, when it comes to shadow news, there's really not much to announce unless, Mark, you have something for the people
4: uh nothing um yeah nothing i can talk um the the only thing i actually wanted uh to bring up and just get some people's thoughts on because i did mention this in my video today and that was the linus tech tips video this week just to get some views because you know i had no issue with the video i thought it was super interesting um it's a great piece of content um, I've spoken to them about the components of the server blades before. Never actually seen it, so super interesting to actually open it up and see what is running. For me, is my daily driver. Right. My main issue was the timing. Yeah. <clears throat> And, and again, does this go down to marketing teams or just poor timing, but they, this is not the time to be doing a piece of sponsored content with the likes of Linus and his millions of subscribers right. when we are already three months behind on even just boost signups at the right. moment. Right. And Linus pointed out himself in the video, he said, last time we covered uh, Shadow, we caused a three month backup of pre-orders already three months backed up. People going to jump to this next week and see a six month delay because of this. It was, it would have been a much better move for them to get caught up, which is not that far off. I reckon towards the end of this year, maybe they'll be much closer. That would have been a better time. You actively market a service, which is available so that if it goes to something like a, a Linus piece of content, people hear about it, they go to the website, it's available. Not, here's a three month waiting list or yeah. not to be notified. So the, the timing of that one was off for me.
0: Yeah. Now I watched the video and I was like, you're spot on with that. Yeah. I don't know what they were thinking with, <laughs> with the timing right now, especially like with the issues they have having with, you know, fulfilling the orders that they already have. Um, Plus by but- sending them,
1: they probably caused another hundred, 200 people to be delayed. Right. Cause that That's needs to be exactly in there. <laughs> <That's> yeah. <pretty laughs> What I will say as well, to echo that, one bad timing for them, especially as there's a few other services um, that are probably going to start stealing a lot of that business soon because they are going to be ready before Shadow are actually activating people. So it's very interesting to see other competitors coming into that space now. And I think Shadow needs to get their act together, I think, especially on the activations front.
0: Cool. Cool. So we have about five minutes. Sorry to cut y'all short in the panel, but we have some questions here. I know Chief posted 15 minutes out that uh, you guys can ask questions. So I just want to quickly cover some of those questions. And just to let you guys know, the podcast is officially over. um, So I appreciate you guys listening and watching with us, but let's answer some of y'all's questions. And uh, don't forget before, at the end of this, I'm going to plug the panel. So if you guys want to um, just watch the content, again, awesome, awesome people on this panel that make awesome content. So you guys should definitely – actually, let's do that before we answer some questions real quick. So right below me, we have Sunny. right? Sunny. where they, where can they find you and what do you do? What's the, uh, your content that
6: you can... – uh... Yeah, uh, Sunny Cloud Gaming YouTube channel, but I I would encourage you guys to check out Mark and Game Tech Plan, and Holtz looks like he's doing some stuff, and check out these guys, they're so good at what they do, I love their content, watch both their stuff, so definitely check those guys out.
0: Cool, and again, Mark, what do you do, and uh, just tell them a little more about your channel too.
4: Yep, so actually, uh, mirror that was Sonny said. I'm interested to see what Holtz is getting up to. But uh, <laughs> uh, So it's Mark Wads VLG over on YouTube. You can follow me on Twitter at Mark VLGS. uh Over on YouTube, we do weekly cloud gaming uh, roundup videos, some VR content, uh, and some other tech stuff in between. So if that's something that interests you, come stop by.
0: Cool, cool. How about you, Jerry Game Tech Planet?
5: Uh, yep. Uh, cloud gaming, uh, news, uh, occasional product reviews, game testing, PCs, consoles, hardware, all that kind of stuff. I tend to get into a lot of the more techie stuff. Usually, uh, even when it comes to cloud gaming, I try to get in there and figure out how to test it more like a PC than a cloud service. And then I go to the streaming part. It's one thing I like about Shadow, is You can test the streaming part and the PC part really easily and bring them both together. So that's pretty cool. So that's mostly what, uh, I get into over there.
0: Awesome. Awesome. And Holtz, you sir?
5: Yeah, I'll be focusing on less plays
2: for YouTube on my channel. I've not—I came up with a name, but I'm not using it yet. But you can catch me on Stasiad or any platform under HALT. and so you can tweet me at Holt 86 And then when I'm ready for releasing what I've got, you can all join me as well.
0: Awesome. So just so you guys know, Ben was also here um, as well, and all of the panels, um, channels, and Twitter handles are in the description. So if you guys want to follow them, you can just look down there and click away. Um, so again, let's answer some questions. Uh, I see you have one pulled up there.
1: Yeah, so this is um, something that's been happening over the last few weeks and is gaining traction, uh, which we haven't really covered. But uh, a good question here of, guys, what do you think about Starlink and its impact to cloud gaming? Huh. So, Jerry, I
5: might have yeah. some insight to this. I have a feeling I am actually looking into it because yeah. I was caught off guard by the Starlink one. Yeah. Uh, okay, so Starlink um, is
1: a rival satellite and internet system, so right going up against uh, all the kind of providers that we've got right now as uh, low level satellites, which is um, how a lot of the kind of phone five G stuffs going to work. So it's going to be interesting how they kind of pitch this with other stuff. So I think this is good. It's always good to have competition in some of this stuff. I think mobile networks and the whole 5G fiasco is making people complacent about what we can do right now. Um sorry to go all techie, but the Iridium satellite system is old and extremely expensive. So I think Starlink is probably going to more rival the Iridium network than it will do the 5G stuff. But they haven't really told us what they're targeting yet. So it'll be very interesting to see how that progresses.
0: Cool. So I don't know too much about this, honestly speaking, but uh, chief that was informative. So I'll just take that <laughs> and go with it. Is there uh, okay, go ahead. Another question. What do you got?
1: Yes, yeah, uh, one of our good followers at happy Cow gamer. Uh, what are your opinions about what Stadia is focused on, and what would we want them to focus on?
0: Oof. Uh, do you want to take. I have a lot um,
6: today, but... What What are your opinions about what Stadia is focused on? Uh, what are they focused on? I think that that might be the that might be the question because <laughs> even even I don't know what, exactly what they're focused on. I mean, I feel like I know what they should focus on, but. Um, what they're actually focused on is just a mystery to me. Uh, do they, do they, are they focused on families? It seems like that's what they're mostly focused on. Uh, are they focused on hardcore gamers? I think they kind of need to hit all the demographics if I'm being honest. And they kind of like give tidbits here or that group and that group and that group. But you know, who knows? And who do we want them to focus on? I mean, I think that there is, it's going to be a slow rollout, but there is a lot of gamers out there who, uh, I think it's more for other countries more than it is here, but there is a lot of people who are interested in trying some of this like next gen stuff. And I think they don't have the capabilities to uh, get a console or have a high end gaming PC. Now, granted, like I said, I think this is more focused than other countries. And I think that's who they should be targeting. And I think that is what they are going to be targeting. And they're kind of slowly working their way with features and things along those along those lines. But yeah, um, I don't know who they're focused on if I'm being honest.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
6: I think our answer is we'd like them to focus on something. Just something.
1: pick something and focus on it. At yeah. least then we could get some kind of direction.
2: Well, they focused well on me because all and fall games that are coming out, I will be buying them on Yeah, <laughs> And when they bring family share, that's a tick in the box for me, and I'm quite happy. So if you want to focus on a gamer just like me, I'll be happy. Yeah,
1: I think they, if the mobile data is... Uh, an insight into them supporting more countries, as Sunny said, especially over the Asian market and stuff. Mobile gaming is massive, so hopefully that means that that support's coming. But I think more countries should be where they're focused on more than other stuff right now.
0: Cool. Uh, that's all hey, the
1: major questions.
0: All right, we can take one or two more.
1: Uh, I don't think there's anything specific. Okay. There's some more quite generic ones that might cause us to go off topic again.
0: Cool. All right. So, just want to let you guys know again, this podcast happens every Saturday at two p.m. So, join us. Let others know. We again CC here talk about all of the cloud game platforms and news. And so again, awesome people in this panel, and we appreciate these type of discussion and conversations. So again. Catch us on Anchor, too, after this airs. You can go on Anchor, and then you can check us back here because it's going to be posted on the channel. All right, fellas, I appreciate you guys. Thank you guys for joining, and we'll catch you guys hopefully next Saturday at 2 p.m. All right, till next time, peace out.